factor for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The mayor of the city of Mariupol says Russian military forces have allegedly killed more than 10,000 civilians in the southern Ukraine port city since the start of the Russian invasion. New poll finds President Biden's approval ratings continue to sink on main issues, including job performance, inflation and his handling of the war in Ukraine. Republicans aren't ruling out the possibility of impeachment of Democratic President Biden as they position themselves to retake majority control of Congress in this year's midterm elections. Elon Musk says he won't take a seat on Twitter's board of directors, but one expert thinks the world's richest man is positioning himself for an even larger stake in the social media platform. On Juneteenth, now officially a paid holiday for New York City employees. The designation from New York City's second black mayor, Eric Adams, who's, of course, in quarantine with a case of COVID. Here's your top five at five. The mayor of the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol said Monday that more than 10,000 civilians have died in the Russian siege of his city. The death toll, he says, could surpass 20,000. Ukrainian police officer Yuri Nache speaks to ABC News Chicago. Our territory uh, go war. Uh, I see uh, how my friend uh, explode. Mayor Vadim Boychenko also said that Russian forces brought mobile cremation equipment to the city of Mariupol to dispose of the bodies. He accused Russian forces of allowing humanitarian of uh, not allowing humanitarian convoys into the city in an effort to conceal the carnage. Russia claims to have destroyed several Ukrainian air defense systems as well. It appears to be a renewed push to gain air superiority and take out weapons Kiev has described as crucial. That head of an expected broad new offensive in the eastern region of Ukraine. President Joe Biden's polling numbers are at an all-time low. That according to a new CBS News YouGov survey. Just 42 percent of those who were polled gave Biden positive marks when asked about his job approval. That is 20 points below Biden's approval rating a year ago in March of 2021. Dissatisfaction is driven by a 63% disapproval rating on the economy and a 69% disapproval rating on inflation. 77 WABC host Dominic Carter spoke about Biden's numbers on 77 WABC last evening. Biden is going to have coattails, but these are not the type of coattails that you want going into an election this is not what you want if if you're a democrat because it's a losing hand on the national economy just 31 percent gave biden good grades and 63 percent disapproved of his handling of the economy 66 percent of residents said higher prices have been a hardship on their family Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy vowed that Republicans will focus on holding the Biden administration accountable if they win the House majority in the 2022 midterm elections. He left the door open to impeachment if it's discovered they find the laws were broken by the administration. Here's McCarthy speaking to Fox Business. Our focus is going to be securing our border, making us energy independent, bringing these prices down 
making our schools safe and our streets again, and holding this administration accountable. America has been through too much with people playing politics with the concept of impeachment. But if it rises to that level, we would have the law determine that. Last summer, a wave of Republicans called for Biden to resign or be impeached over the chaotic withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Elon Musk, a Tesla CEO and the world's richest man, will not be joining Twitter's board of directors after all, rejecting an invitation after buying a 9.2% stake in the social media platform. Twitter CEO Pirag Agarwal announced on Twitter that Musk won't be joining the board five days after announcing that he would. Dave Ives of Wedbush Security speaks to CNBC. Twitter obviously has had its issues to begin with, you know, in terms of structurally. So I think it could cause dissension. And now he'll start to up his stake. Remember, before he could only go 14.9. Now, obviously, he's active. He could go as high as he wants. And, you know, I think when you start to look at the stock, it really comes down to, you know, does this ultimately end with, with the strategic sell-off of Twitter? I've said he thinks the unexpected move could signal a more aggressive approach from Musk towards buying Twitter stock. A New York City Mayor Eric Adams has officially designated Juneteenth as a paid city holiday for the first time in the city's history. Juneteenth, which falls on June 19th, of course, marks the anniversary of the day federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas in 1865 to announce that all enslaved people were free. On June 17th, 2021, Juneteenth was officially designated as a federal holiday by President Joe Biden. This is a day of profound, in my view, profound weight and profound power. A day in which we remember the moral stain, the terrible toll that slavery took on the country and continues to take. Adams currently in COVID-19 quarantine, the second black mayor in New York City's history. The late David Dinkins was the city's first black mayor, serving from 1990 to 1993. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a 30% chance of showers, mainly before 11 this morning, mostly cloudy skies early, then gradual clearing, turning sunny, the high 67. Increase in clouds tonight, the low down to 52, mostly cloudy day tomorrow, the high 64. Right now, 50 degrees, cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Well, there are some new ghost gun regs. The homemade guns made from kits are untraceable now, but that is changing. President Joe Biden under pressure to take more steps to address a national crisis of gun violence announced new regs on Monday. If you buy a couch you have to assemble, it's still a couch. If you order a package like this one over here that includes the parts you need, the direction of a functioning farm, you bought a gun. The new regulation on ghost guns requires a background check before purchase and also serial numbers on some of the weapon's components. Though ghost guns make up a relatively small share of the guns recovered by law enforcement, they have been seen with increasing frequency in recent years. In 2021, there were 20,000 suspected ghost guns reported to the ATF as having been recovered by law enforcement in criminal investigations. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the Democrat out of New York, is facing opposition from both sides of the aisle in his push to have the bill passed that would remove marijuana from the federal controlled substances list passed by the House. Today, after much hard work, the Senate is providing the Postal Service a much needed reset. The legislation we're about to pass is the most significant step that Congress has taken in a long time to strengthen USPS. It'll guarantee delivery services six days a week, put the Postal Service on a path to solvency, and will ensure that we care 
for our dedicated postal workers, all while saving dollars. All right. Now, our apologies. That was not the correct actuality of Chuck Schumer talking about his push to get marijuana legislation passed. Now, Democrats would need the backing of all of their members and at least 10 Republicans to make the marijuana reform bill law. It was passed in the House. Republican Senators Roy Blunt of Missouri, for example, and Senator Steve Daines of Montana have both voiced opposition to this as Senator Schumer works to try and get this through the U.S. Senate, but facing opposition. Well, the governor of Tennessee has invited a private conservative college to open a total of 50 charter schools whose anti-woke curriculum will try and teach students that America is an exceptionally good country. Republican Governor Bill Lee said that Hillsdale College, whose base is actually in Michigan, could open the schools urging public funds. It includes $32 million that was set aside for charter facilities, as reported by the New York Times. Now, the college does not accept federal or state funding, but relies on part in donations from conservative benefactors. Hillsdale College, which has close ties with former President Donald Trump, developed the 1776 curriculum. Also, more trouble for the U.S. Post Office. Mail delivery now suspended in part of Santa Monica, California, all due to violence against carriers. Carriers have been allegedly assaulted and threatened by area residents. Now, this comes after the Senate voted for an overhaul of the financially troubled service back in February. Here's U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Today, after much hard work, the Senate is providing the Postal Service a much-needed reset. The legislation we're about to pass is the most significant step that Congress has taken in a long time to strengthen USPS. It'll guarantee delivery services six days a week, put the Postal Service on a path to solvency, and will ensure that we care for our dedicated postal workers, all while saving dollars. A USPS spokesperson doesn't know just when a service in Santa Monica will be restored. A Texas district attorney is dropping a murder charge that was lodged against a woman for performing a self-induced abortion. Star County DA Gocha Allen Ramirez says the case stemmed from a report made to cops by a local hospital back in January. This woman who was accused... 26-year-old Lizelle Herrera was released from custody after an abortion rights advocacy fund posted half-million-dollars bail for her. Ramirez said the abortion was actually not a criminal matter under Texas law. A radical environmental group, you may have seen this, Adbusters, raised eyebrows on Twitter Wednesday. The group tweeted step-by-step instructions encouraging people to let the air out of tires on SUVs in an apparent bid to combat climate change. The group argued SUVs play a large role in carbon emissions. Here's Democrat turned Republican, U.S. Representative Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey on Fox Business. It's like becoming some kind of a bizarre religion now. It's too much. Of course, we are concerned about climate change, but we're concerned about human life and the future of the country and the country being strong. Fox Business has reached out to Twitter to inquire whether Adbusters' thread violates the platform's terms of service. Per the company rules, users may not engage in the targeted harassment of someone or incite other people to do so. 77 WABC Time Check 515. 
Justin Ellick's back with sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. It is good to be back. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Metropolitans kicked off their first series of the season against the divisional rival Philadelphia Phillies last night in the city of brotherly love after jumping out to a 3-0 lead right out of the gate and tacking on a fourth tally in the seventh inning. Things were looking good for the orange and blue before the Phillies bats woke up in their half of the eighth to the tune of five big runs. No fight from the Mets in the ninth as they fall 5-4 before game two of that three-game set tonight at 6.45 p.m. Eastern time. After taking two out of three from the rival Red Sox over the weekend, the Yankees' bats went to sleep last night, unfortunately, getting shut out by Alec Manoa and the rest of the Toronto Blue Jays pitching staff by a score of 3 to nothing. George Springer put his name in the hat early for this year's biggest Yankee killers, going 3-5 for five with the two-run dinger in the second and an RBI double in the seventh. Jameson Tyone takes the loss for the Yanks. Look out for game two of that four-game set tonight with a 7.05 p.m. first pitch queued up in the Bronx. NBA playoff basketball to look forward to in Brooklyn tonight. Well, sort of. The preliminary play-in tournament will begin this evening with the Cleveland Cavaliers visiting the Nets at the Barclays Center for their win-or-go-home battle. That's set for 7 p.m. Eastern time. Later on at 9.30 p.m., the Western Conference play-in will tip off between the Clippers and Timberwolves in Minnesota. Triple header on the docket tonight as well in terms of ice hockey, with the Rangers kicking things off at 7 p.m. Eastern time with the Carolina Hurricanes in town. Shortly thereafter, on Long Island, the Pittsburgh Penguins are set to pay the Islanders a visit at 7.30. And last but not least, the Devils will round out the evening when they face off with the Coyotes in Arizona at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, just a 30% chance of showers until late morning, mostly cloudy skies give way to sunny skies. Our high today, 67, increase in clouds overnight, the low 52. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the high near 64. Right now, 50 degrees, cloudy skies. Frank Morano, standing by with your business report. Thank you, Deb. Good morning. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street after a rough start to the trading week on Wall Street. Concerns over higher interest rates fueled investor worries about a slowing economy. Tech stocks led the decline with Microsoft down nearly 4% at the closing bell. The Dow Jones Industrial lost 413 points. The S&P 500 lost 75 points. And the Nasdaq fell 299 points. Media outlets forecasted a grim March inflation report following a 40-year high in February. According to Axios, inflation is predicted to have hit 8.4% over the last year in March, which is an increase from 7.9% in February. If inflation hits 8.4%, it would be the highest since December. December of 1981. CNBC reported on Monday that inflation was hitting voters in the South the hardest and that many of them would be voting in the midterms this fall. Jeff Bezos went on 60 Minutes in 2013 and pledged to fill the skies with a fleet of delivery drones that could zip parcels to customers' home in 30 minutes. Asked when this future would arrive, the Amazon.com founder said he expected drone deliveries to commence in the next five years or thereabouts. A serious crash in June prompted federal regulators to question the drone's airworthiness because multiple safety features failed and the machine careened out of control, causing a brush fire. AP reports Kmart wants a retail giant with well over 2,000 U.S. stores will be down to just three after its store in Avenel, New Jersey closes on April 16th. The retail world is now dominated by Walmart, Target, and Amazon. Kmart's will continue to operate in Westwood, New Jersey, Bridgehampton on New York's Long Island, and in Miami. 
Kmart's decline has been steady. The company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in early 2002, becoming the largest retailer to do so. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right, thanks, Frank. And ahead of today's CPI release, uh, stocks, uh, futures mixed this morning. The Dow down 19 points at 34,200. S&P 500 down one point. The Nasdaq up 11 points, 11 and one quarter points. Gold up $5.80 an ounce at $1,954. Crude oil still below 100 bucks a barrel at $97.32, up $3.03. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The WABC Early News. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. Well, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is working remotely from Gracie Mansion in isolation after being diagnosed with case COVID-19. His symptoms are said to be mild. Adam plans to resume public events wearing a mask five days after testing positive for COVID. That was on Sunday. Here's Adam speaking about his symptoms. Outside of the Rhapsody voice, uh, I feel fine, uh, no fevers, uh, uh, my tired, uh, uh, no um, aches or pains at all. Adams, one of more than 70 people who tested positive for COVID after attending the Gridiron Club dinner down in Washington, D.C. last week. The mayor and New York Governor Kathy Hochul were both in Albany Saturday, a day before he was diagnosed, attending a conference. And many say this is a warning to others. Adams is vaccinated and boosted. In the meantime, and yet another sign of caution as the number of cases ticks upward in New York City. Columbia University is reinstating its mask policy for students in classrooms. Calls for justice in the Bronx, where three teenagers were shot, one fatally, right near their school. A 17-year-old suspected gunman who police say used an untraceable ghost gun bought online is charged now as an adult. The suspected shooter, identified by police as Jeremiah Ryan, appeared in court Monday. The victim, Angela Yambo, a university prep charter high school student, shot and killed while walking home from school last Friday. She was hit by gunfire at St. Anne's Avenue and East 156th Street in the Melrose section of the Bronx. Two others hurt. Yambo's mother spoke to ABC7 by phone. To see the picture of my daughter on TV is something that I, is, is, is unbearable. And I can't, I, I can't process still. I still question myself, like, why my daughter's picture is on TV. Funeral services for her daughter are set for today. Meanwhile, there are calls to increase the number of safety agents working at schools. Times Square tourists panicked, running for safety as three manholes exploded Sunday night. Witness Joseph Romero tells NBC about his experience. We see like black smoke coming up out of the ground. Maybe three minutes later, boom, 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 boom. The whole block is shaking now. Two police officers had to be taken to a hospital for ringing in their ears, but no other injuries were reported. The blast occurred near 43rd Street and 7th Avenue shortly before 8 p.m. Sunday. Con Ed performed at least one manhole, uh, confirmed rather that at least one manhole explosion was because of a cable fire. 
and the reason for the other two manhole fires has not yet been determined. Well, taxpayers in New York State are now on the hook for Medicaid payments to illegal immigrants. Federal law prohibits payments from Uncle Sam if Medicaid is awarded to illegal immigrants, resulting in New York State taxpayers having to put the entire cost of covering senior immigrants over 65 years of age. A provision in New York Governor Kathy Hochul's record $220 billion state budget, though, will allow for up to 20,000 illegal immigrants aged 65 and over to apply for taxpayer-funded Medicaid. Critics say the Hochelback move will incentivize undocumented immigrants seeking Medicaid benefits to flood into New York. Here's the governor. We have not done this before, and I know the advocates will recognize that this has been talked about a long time, doing anything, and we're the first administration that actually listened and did something. And I think people, as we talk about how this unfolds over the next year and next year's budget, Qualifications for the Medicaid benefits include an annual income of less than $18,754 in order to qualify Medicaid, typically largely funded by the feds with contributions from state and local governments. A new study has found New York, New Jersey, and California all failed in their handling of the COVID-19 viral pandemic because of stringent lockdowns and other policies. It found that Florida was actually among the best-performing states. The study published by the Committee to Unleash Prosperity graded states by comparing COVID-19 outcomes based on the number of deaths, the economy, and impact on education. Now, overall, the bottom 10 in this study's report card were dominated by states that had the most severe pandemic lockdowns and were among the last to finally reopen schools. According to the study, New York, where now-disgraced Governor Andrew Cuomo was initially hailed for his strict response to the pandemic, ranked 49th overall. The study found New Jersey was the worst performing state. Other places that also received an F grade included California, Illinois, and Washington, D.C. While talking about New Jersey, Democratic New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is defending state education plans teaching gender identity issues to young students starting this fall. However, Murphy thinks parents deserve a say in the issue. Mother Christine Binder speaks to Fox News. I just thought that at six years old, that could be a little confusing. And I just think that conversations like this should be had being held with parents. The standards were passed back in 2020, but take effect in September. Now, Murphy said that if enough parents oppose the standards, he would be willing to entertain an adjustment. New Jersey educational standards prioritized teaching second graders about the range of ways people express their gender and how gender role stereotypes may limit behavior. The issue was listed among school performance expectations for young students. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, just a 30% chance of showers to late morning. Gradual clearing, turning sunny or high 67. The overnight low 52 increase in clouds, mostly cloudy day tomorrow. The high near 64 right now, 50 degrees, cloudy skies. Oh, another suspected migrant charter plane flew into Westchester County Airport Saturday night, indicating an acceleration in tempo over recent weeks. Former Westchester County Executive and Gubernatorial Candidate Rob Astorino reported what he saw last night on Cats at Night. I followed one of the buses and it went up to northern Westchester and it dropped off uh, these, you know, I would say 12 to 17, 18 year old boys uh, at a particular school. So it is happening, it is getting worse, and not one question from the public has been answered 
The Boeing 737 remained hidden from view on the tarmac Ross Aviation East for more than an hour while unloading its passengers onto three charter buses. Astorino followed the buses. The vehicle drove north 20 miles to Summers and vanished into the grounds of a school about midnight. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.